Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the Direct Response Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Lou Abramowski of Evergreen. Lou, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to be here, Seth. All right. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Well, uh, you know, I've got kind of a long storied history doing a bunch of different kind of fun uh, experiments and uh um, just toying around with the Facebook platform and Facebook pages. And years ago, I ended up doing this social experiment where, where I was changing my birthday to the current day on Facebook every single day until I wasn't getting any more happy birthday messages, sincerely from some of my friends. And it turned out it took about 100 days for kind of all of my friends to get on board with what was happening and for me to get no more happy birthday messages that were sincere. And during the course of that social experiment, I found that about 10 or 12 days in or something, I started getting happy birthday messages from people who had previously given me a happy birthday message, but had just completely forgotten. And this was five years ago or so, and I, you know, I think it was kind of fun, and I think people were kind of, you know, some of them were having fun with it and other people were just a little bit annoyed and sending me messages like, hey, I'm going to unfriend you if you keep this up. But, you know, while, you know, the experiment was fun and everything, I sat back and, and took a look at what had happened there. And I, I started thinking that there was a really good marketing lesson around the fact that even though, in a sense, I was posting the exact same thing every single day, I was getting a ton of reach and engagement and sure there were a handful of I think misanthropic people who were annoyed with what was going on but you know by and large I think people were having a little bit of fun with it and um at the time and I think still today this this uh this sentiment exists and persists is that there's this conventional wisdom that you can't uh, post on Facebook or social media too frequently. Otherwise, you're just going to annoy your fans. And what I found with that experiment and with testing uh, this theory moving forward was that your frequency of your postings is not an indicator of how annoying it is. If your fans are annoyed by how frequently you're posting, it's because the quality of your content is not good enough, not that you're posting too frequently. And with that, I started creating a bunch of different Facebook pages and, um, you know, challenging the conventional wisdom and trying to test these theories that I 
think I was reading in a lot of blogs and, um, you know, you know, some of the uh, so-called experts that were out there, you know, working for kind of big brands and um, out there being thought leaders. And uh, the biggest thing that I was doing at the time was really posting way more frequently than I think everybody was, uh, all the experts, you know, all of the like thought leaders in the area were telling me you should really only post three or four times a week. And I was posting like three, four times a day. And I found that as long as I kept the quality of the content up good, people preferred um, to get, you know, and, and hear messages from people all of the time, um, particularly if it was like a, a brand that they were in love with or it was a community that they were really involved with on a Facebook page that was more community-driven. And with that, I started expanding into, you know, a handful of different um, verticals with these different pages, like I said, with communities, with some brands, with some clients that, I, uh, that had hired me. And eventually, my entire life turned into, like, pointing and clicking all day. <laughs> and um, Seth, I'm sure you're very familiar with that process, right, where you're trying to schedule out content on, you know, more than one Facebook page. It turns into this just tedious nightmare of a task where, the first four hours of your day are just finding content, curating content, creating content, finding the time and date that you want it posted, and you just end up pointing and clicking for like the first half of your workday. Well, after, you know, you know, testing this stuff and after my birthday experiment, I came to the conclusion that, you know, managing your social media accounts, you know, is almost a full-time job. Even if you've got a single page, if you want to be posting as frequently as you can to optimize for your audience. And as reach goes down per post, what I've found is that posting more frequently helps you still reach your entire audience despite the fact that, you know, what, what you know, most people would say is a really bad idea, like posting 6 to 12 times a day on your Facebook page. Um, I've found that that's really, as long as you're, you know, as long as your content is good for every single one of those posts, it's it's probably the best thing that you can do to reach the biggest portion of your audience. So, you know, that's where I got this kind of concept that you should be posting a lot. And then from there, you know, you know, that's only one problem, right? That's solving the problem of like pointing it and clicking and scheduling. And like I mentioned before, the other piece of this puzzle is like finding enough content that you can actually fill up a schedule of six posts a day on your Facebook page. Well, I looked back at all these different pages that I that I was running, and what I found was that almost all of the best performing posts weren't um, weren't necessarily relevant to the date and time or the current events that were going on on that day. And certainly, there were ton, there were a ton of posts like that that were newsworthy, um, that were current, there were current events, and it was it was timely. Um, but there was a ton of posts that I looked back and I said you know what, if I post this again, I'll probably get a significant amount of reach, engagement, interaction, and, and a lot of love and, and build brand awareness around it. And I started experimenting with recycling content. And so I took these two principles, and, you know, I, you know, the same was true for the birthday thing, right? It was the exact same piece of content every single day. It was, it's Lou's birthday. Well, I took all this information over the last couple of years, and uh, late last year, I, I built out a product that uh, 
brought these concepts together. And it's a tool, like you said, like you introduced, called Evergreen. And what it does is it takes an Evergreen content library, a bunch of images and videos that can be shared any date and time, whether it's a weekday, weekend, a holiday, non-holiday, um, you know, day or night. And it can be shared and it can be relevant and interesting to your audience. And not only that, that content can can have an expiration many years in the future. So it doesn't, you know, make reference to the Super Bowl being today or Valentine's Day being today or Memorial Day coming up, right? What it does is it has a piece of content that is aligned with your audience's interests. You can share it anytime you want. And not only that, three, four months from now, you can share it again. So Evergreen is this tool that takes uh, your Evergreen content library and you fill it up with all of this this content. And when you don't have something to post, so when you're not, you know, sharing news or a sale if you're, you know, an e-commerce brand or you're, you know, you know, you're not necessarily a news site, um, it starts filling in those gaps where you don't have something to post so that you don't have the, you know, the loss associated with an opportunity cost of going one day, two days, three days, or the whole weekend you know, without making any single post on Facebook or Twitter um, because there's an opportunity cost for not being in front of your audience there. And Evergreen is a tool to make sure that you fill up the gaps. And that's really where it started, um, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, things got today. And um, and uh, now I'm just trying to build out a, a, a tool that I think um, even fine-tunes that process and, and figures, it out, figures it out better for my customers. That is absolutely incredible. What are you finding is because you're I mean, what are you finding is working the best in terms of what are some key elements of engagement worthy evergreen content? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I think a lot of people who aren't, you know, experts in the field or thought leaders in the field have trouble with that. Like what should I be posting on Facebook? And I tell them almost without fail, that the content that's going to do really, really well in an evergreen sense is content that falls into one of three categories or all three categories or just two of them because they're not mutually exclusive. And that's one, make it funny. Um, two, make it inspirational. Or three, make it educational. And of course, like I said, those aren't mutually exclusive. So if you can hit you know, two or three of those in a single post, you probably have a post that has a very, very good chance of going viral. And I tell people all the time, don't think of Facebook as a social platform. Think about it as a identity platform. And what I mean by that is everything that people do on Facebook is an expression of who they are. And if you as a brand are sharing content that makes them want to engage with that, keep in mind that everything they do on Facebook, because it's an expression of who they are, they want that thing to probably be pretty positive. And, you know, in that positive vein is something that tends to be funny, tends to be inspirational, and or tends to be educational. What are, that? that is a writer downer right there, what are, what is your biggest challenge right now? My biggest challenge as a company um, is, is certainly that, uh, you know, like I said, this tool is great for people who have a big evergreen content library because it saves them the, the time and effort of having to sit down, you know, two or three times a week and schedule out a bunch of content. 
Um, you know, but right now we are really trying to develop an evergreen content library that people can license. And, you know, as a company, I'd like to find people in a handful of verticals that may or may not, you know, have that exact same problem where they know that social media is a, you know, either a critical piece of their business or something that they, it's really, really nice to have to build social proof um, or just to, you know, build a better relationship with their customers or fans. And, um, you know, I, I'd like to find customers who, you know, like to work with early stage startups. Our understanding of the, you know, nature of software, um, you know, kind of in the beginning and, and want to experiment with a tool that, you know, has worked really, really, really well for a handful of my customers uh, already um, and, and, and want to be kind of an early adopter for some really cool technology. That is very, very cool. Anything drive you crazy about your business? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think um, I, I touched on it a little bit, but I think there's a lot of uh, social media experts and, and thought leaders out there that share some information that, you know, I, because I now personally run a thousand Facebook pages myself, you know. That is incredible. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me. And then, you know, on Evergreen, we're running something in the neighborhood of two or 3,000 different uh, social media accounts through our through our customers. And, you know, just looking through the data and digging through the data, you know, I'd say what's, what's really fascinating is, you know, like I said, there's some conventional wisdom out there that, that, that seems to make total common sense. That biggest one still persists today that you shouldn't be posting too often on Facebook or Twitter. And what I've found is that you can, across every single vertical, you can post on your Facebook page every four hours with almost no negative impact whatsoever as long as your content is not complete garbage. And, you know, for, for companies that have content that I think is really engaging and really good and, you know, really resonates with their fans and their, their customers and their audience, you can even post more frequently than every four hours on Facebook. And, of course, Twitter, you know, you can be posting almost every 10 or 15 minutes with almost no negative consequence at all. And, uh, you know, I think when people look out at the kind of social media, um, you know, gurus or blogging and stuff, there's still this sentiment that, you know, you don't want to be posting too often to, to annoy your customers. But I found that that really, you know, by, by posting less frequently, you are really, really, you know, costing yourself a huge opportunity to be in front of not only the people who already support you, in one way or another and are your fan one way or another, but also losing that opportunity for engagement from them, you know, building some brand loyalty. And every time somebody interacts with anything that you've got on your Facebook or Twitter, there's a chance that that interaction can be exposed to one of their friends. So it's an opportunity for you to be exposed to the friends of the people who are already fans of you. And the only way you can do that is by posting, right? And if you're not, if you're not publishing anything, there's an opportunity cost every single day. And that can be a little bit frustrating, really persuading and convincing people that that opportunity cost, you know, you know, might not be hurting you on a daily basis, but every month that goes by, you're hurt. Every six months that go by, every year that goes by, you think about the little opportunities that you could have been doing every single day by publishing a few more times. Um, you know, that stuff really adds up year, uh, over the course of like a year or two years. 
Absolutely. With all that is constantly changing in the world of social media, what? Uh, how do you stay on top of it all? How do you stay on the cutting edge? <laughs> Gosh, I, I wish I I wish I were staying on the cutting edge. But what I will say that um, you know I have I have a couple advantages. One, uh, I'm also a, a, a coach of a high school sport, so I coach high school ultimate frisbee. So I, you know, I, it, it sounds weird to say, but I spend a lot of time uh, with teenagers and. You know, being able to spend a lot of time with teenagers and just watch the way that they interact with each other, I get kind of a really good sense because they tend to be early adopters of technology. I get a really good sense for, you know, kind of what's coming maybe, you know, uh, six months or a year in advance of, you know, the, the business world kind of adopting some of these things. And other than that, you know, it's all the traditional stuff, right? I, you know, I try to stay close with people who are early adopters of technologies. I try to follow the Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world. And, um, you know, read the blogs like Saster and, uh, you know, all TechCrunch, all of the different tech blogs. Um, you know, but I also, you know, I also try to dig deep and, you know, look at technology and see where there's opportunities where people haven't done things in the past um, and challenge all the conventional wisdom every opportunity I have and to have a sandbox of a thousand Facebook pages to be able to completely challenge the notion that, you know, you shouldn't be posting too often or you can't, you know, posting at 2 a.m. is not going to be valuable for you. You know, I do all kinds of crazy experiments. Like, um, you know, I just recently posted once 15,000 times in on a Facebook page in an hour to see what would happen, and it turned out it was actually a, a, a slightly positive thing. I had a, a mo- amazing amount of reach the next, like, 48 hours on the page. It's not a strategy I'd recommend for everybody, <laughs> Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I think if, um, you know, you take some people that, you know, work with clients and they look at their client status, try to, you know, be a thought leader in a space, they don't have the freedom to post on their client's page 15,000 times in an hour to see what happens. Right. And me having me having a sandbox like that makes that a little bit easier. Absolutely. For folks who are fascinated by what you're doing and want to learn more about Evergreen, where is the best place for them to go to learn more? Uh, well, right now you can go to evergreen.to, um, and uh, you can find out a bunch more about Evergreen there, and even sign up. There is a free account there that you can um, toy around with. Uh, it allows you to post a single time a day, every single day on that single page. Um, but feel free to get in touch with us uh, through that link. Okay, thank you so much. Fascinating interview. I've got a ton of notes. I'm sure our listeners do too. We greatly appreciate it. This has been Seth Green with Lou Abramowski of evergreen.io and Hot Lou. Lou, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Seth. I appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.